0: Welcome to the Season 3 premiere of the Bar 89 Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan Polishing, alongside my two partners in crime, Stephen Frake and Ryan Carmichael. And gentlemen, it feels so good to be back. uh, Episode 1 of Season 3, are you guys just as jazzed about this year as I am? Absolutely. Especially as we're about to get into the whole, like this is a pretty good premiere, if, if, if I do say so myself. Yeah, it's a good
1: setup into. for what's coming up in the next few weeks.
0: Festival season is just around the corner and for that we have the marketing coordinator of the Hillside Festival, which we were so pleased to be a part of a season ago. Uh, Taylor Chalupka is uh, the, Hill, uh, the marketing coordinator of the Hillside Festival and joins us in person. Thanks so much for coming around the table and joining us here tonight okay. to talk about the 2019 edition.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. So
0: how excited are you about Uh, this lineup and everything that comes with the role itself
2: i'm pumped i'm so excited for hillside 2019 i divulged this earlier i've never been to hillside before this is going to be my first time so it's an interesting spot to be in marketing event that you've never been to before but i am pumped like the lineup everything about it
3: and we were in your shoes a year ago to think you know how how it came about that we'd be podcasting the official podcast hillside and we'd never step foot there on the island either Mm -hmm. and and i just remember us getting there and not even knowing where we were going to get set up and it it obviously all worked out and we had a killer location which Mm -hmm. you've been kind enough to hook us back up with down in the bunker
0: Mm -hmm. do you want to describe Uh, that a little bit for folks that might have not experienced that from the last podcast i will
3: certainly and i also encourage you to listen to
0: last Mm -hmm. year's uh,
3: episodes um but yeah it was it's right underneath the main stage so there's from a podcasting standpoint you're in the shade it's nice and cool but you get enough a little bit of the essence if we're if we're recording while there's a a band playing you're getting some of that bass in the background and I mean we were sitting we had a table we were sitting on like these uh the things that you would roll up cables we just flipped them on <laughs> their sides and it was just it was cool and like stacks of beer everywhere I, th- I think for Wellington and yeah, we didn't touch him. We didn't touch him.
1: We, we were very, very well controlled. So kudos to us for that.
3: And artists were kind enough to trust
0: us to kind of yeah, lead we're them like, hey, into the bunker. Why don't you stage. come
1: down here in this dark place with no security yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no windows, yeah. no, no modes of aggress.
0: Well, before we get into the meat of the discussion, like we always do, we're going to carry the tradition forward. And since it's the kickoff to summer, we've got some Corona sitting in front of us. Taylor, yeah. uh, we warned you ahead of time. This is how we usually partake and enjoy our episodes. So why don't we crack some Corona? here Ryan's got a, a drink himself so here we go cheers. cheers cheers so Taylor tell us first of all about uh, your getting involved with the festival it's you, you described it as being a new experience for you are were you a big concert goer, or a big festival goer to begin with is that what attracted you to the role or is it more so just looking to get some of that marketing experience
2: yeah, so I was a co op student at Laurier, so I'm going into my third year there. Um, I was just looking for a job, looking for something that would fit in that marketing role. And then I saw Hillside, kind of looked at it, read into it, it's like, oh, that's cool. I don't know, and then I actually talked to one of my friends. She brought it up. She was a volunteer for several years at Hillside, and she's like, "This is the coolest place. You have to apply." If I didn't have a job, I'd be applying to that, and I would not be telling you about it. <laughs> like, this is cool. Um, applied, and yeah, I love it. It's kind of got a hippie vibe to it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which I'm all about, and it's just eco con- conscious. Yes, there we go. Yes. That's the word I'm looking for, and it's just got a huge community vibe, and I'm all about community like that's the biggest thing and i'm so so excited
0: what's got you excited the most just the fact that it gels with your personality so well is it the the acts that are coming in which we'll touch on a little bit as well too obviously
2: Mm -hmm. i think what really has me excited about it because obviously the music is great but it's not just a music festival which is kind of cool like there's so much more that's going on you know you've got all your workshops happening there you've got like food from across the region like an international flavor like i was looking over the menu that we have this year unbelievable like i i kind of want to just venture off and try everything <laughs> yeah. and then the lineup is going to be amazing we've got five stages of live music like that's crazy on a on an island yeah, <laughs> yeah. including. Was, ha- yeah, go
3: ahead. sorry that again like without knowing what that's like and then and then seeing the setup like wow they they use the space really well i mean it's big it's a big Mm-hmm. plot of land but yeah when you you think going in an island in five state how is this gonna and vendors and say food and bathrooms all the things and rest areas mm-hmm. the people that just
0: come and camp
3: yeah all people around come the and property camp. as well yeah
0: and we'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't specify it's July 12th to the 13th or 14th, 14th this yeah. year, Friday through Sunday with headliners, Friday night being Alan Doyle of Great Big sea, but his uh, solo act along with Rhiannon Giddens uh, with Steve Earle and the Dukes on Saturday night and then the legendary Bruce Coburn on Sunday too. Mm-hmm. How big of a get was that or even all three or four rather?
2: Huge. Those are huge. Every time that I go to a meeting, everyone's like, I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> We've got Alan Doyle, Bruce Coburn, Rhiannon Giddens, like everyone's really excited. So those are huge for us to get those headliners. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Maybe Stephen Rice since I wasn't unfortunately able to be there in person, maybe just talk about the experience from last year and what uh, maybe what you're expecting from what you guys have seen on the website in terms of the lineup and uh, the artists that are participating in this. And I guess the foodie aspect too, that she's <laughs> describing.
1: Yeah. The foodie aspect's amazing. Um, but the hippie part of it is pretty accurate. I bought some Birkenstocks last year, just, yeah, it's <laughs> just, just felt like right? I, I needed to have a pair to be allowed on the Island. Um, <laughs> but I found the, the relaxed vibe to the whole thing. You're at a music festival all day, but there's people just set up kind of everywhere. Just that's their spot. They're going to hang out for the day blankets out or whatever. Everyone was very, very friendly. Um, it was it didn't really feel like you were at a a really structured event in that you didn't feel like you had a place to go it was just i'm mm-hmm. going to sit here now i'm going to hang out for the next hour or two or half hour if i feel like and i'll move over there like it it was very free um mm. which i thought was was very cool and and like i said the people were were hilarious and really, really friendly. <laughs> you can see some of the people that have been there in a long time that come every year and you can see kind of why. Cause you see a lot of people interacting where they're seeing people they haven't seen since the last one or since, you know, two ones ago. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a really neat community vibe to it. And even getting down to it, it's a bit of an adventure, right? Like it is. It takes a bit to to meander through the park and and to get all the way down and then you have to walk that you know, it's, you know, drawbridge of land that's between you know, <laughs> the, the, main, the parking lot area and the and the actual island. Um, so even that it's there's a bit of a buildup as you're walking towards it and you can start to hear the, the music off in the distance. And it's a it's a really cool setup.
3: Or there was that community piano just sitting on the side of the path. Right. Remember? Right. And if mm-hmm. and not a lot of the patrons there are also musically inclined, That people just go and start playing. You're like, that's awesome. I'm already listening to music on my walk in. Yeah, I thought that some of the little unique aspects like that, and then you kind of round the corner, and there's so many bikes. There's that bike terminal. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's a good sign to see as well. Yeah. So yeah. As you said the eco-friendly portion of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's huge. There's so many little things about it. Like I've just seen pictures so far. So I've seen this piano that you talked yeah. about. I'm excited to stumble upon that. It was yeah. well just when you're walking in.
0: Yeah. Are you p- a yeah. piano player yourself?
2: A little bit. Okay. okay. I, I was more of a crier when I played piano when I was growing <laughs> <laughs> up if I'm being honest but
0: See that you could have something there
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, she is so into her <laughs> yeah.
2: So as
0: you're crying over the keyboard what song are you trying to play when you're on the piano usually or Hello if,
2: my baby Hello yeah. my daughter <laughs> <laughs> Oh I played this when I was, when I was young so yeah. just anything that I kind of knew the jingle to mm-hmm. yeah that's what I was getting into So
0: it sounds like that's the traditional aspect of the festival it's been there a while so what kind of traditional things are you bringing back this year maybe some new things that you're trying with the the 2019 version
2: Mm, so the same things that we're bringing back is it's our same eco-conscious wow i can't say that word environmentalism i guess is the word i'm
0: looking for (laughs) which it was recognized the festival was recognized for sustainability right
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it even has a living roof on the main stage if i'm not mistaken yeah
2: living roof on the main stage all of the dishes there are completely reusable there's nothing throw away at all Mm -hmm. you can't get like your plastic water bottle there, you have to buy a mug for your that's beer. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all fun and cool. Um, but then the same things that we're bringing back, we have a great lineup, as you said. Some one of the things that I think is really interesting about it, I know we always talk about our headliners, but there's a lot of artists that are coming in from across Canada, across wherever that you'll see them kind of grow from hillside, like you see them kind of before they get big, or you you discover them and then you kind of follow them along. I was talking to one lady and she's like, "I love hearing the stories and then seeing them and their their amazing talent and their amazing stories, and then following them later and seeing where they go." I it think that was cool. really cool. Yeah. Um, as for new things that's happening this year, last year there was a theme that we we stuck to, which was counter hate with beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, the whole theme that we're encompassing all of our lineup and All of our activities is stories that need to be told, which is really interesting to dive into and hear everyone's perspective on what story needs to be told. And all of our all of our headliners are huge storytellers, which is, yeah, huge storytellers.
0: So in a nutshell, give us the Taylor story to get you to know you a little bit better. You're a Laurier student currently Mm -hmm. and just uh, obviously get involved in something very new to you.
2: Yeah, so I'm actually a small, a small town girl, I guess it's the Taylor story. I'm from a community of about 2,000 people, so like less than the population of Hillside Festival, <laughs> um, which is fun. Um, go to Laurier. I'm in communications. I love it there. I love everyone that I get to meet. Um, the story of Hillside's, I, I mean, the story of Taylor, the story of Taylor is pretty standard, but it's not until you start talking about your story and what's unique to you. Like when I talk about coming from a farm, that's where I'm from. I don't realize that that's unique until I start talking about it with other people. And they're like, my friends at school grew up in Toronto and they took the TTC mm-hmm. to school. I'm like, what, what is that? transit <laughs> transit when I took like a public school bus. Um, so it's all about telling your unique perspective. Um, And seeing those differences or seeing where you're the same. And I hope we can really dive into that at Hillside Festival 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, Just what is your story? People are so much deeper than we give them credit. Yeah.
0: I I know, Ryan, you had kind of looked into the festival this year and it sounded like you're pretty excited about not only the theme, but everything going on. But uh, anything that sticks out to you that you're really going to be honing in on for this coming week or this upcoming weekend? Um,
1: Well, I think. I was thinking on this, this theme a little bit and trying to look back on because music does have a very unique way of being able to tell a story, oftentimes a deep story in just three to five minutes, Mm -hmm. which I always think is an impressive talent. So as a songwriter coming out with something where they can express so much, so many layers to the story or to the emotions that they're trying to give out that's. Uh, that can't be done in like a book for example it takes a lot longer to get into that whereas so a music you know a song only has a limited amount of time especially in today's world where you're not seeing any inagata in a Vida songs anymore <laughs> right there everything's three four minutes long and that's all you get so it's impressive that they can get that in it made me think of when i first kind of recognized that in a song and how it taught me to look at music a little bit differently, to actually listen beyond the beats and the rhythm and everything, but actually listen to the words. And part of me is, is looking forward to this and hearing the, the acts that'll be there on the island on the weekend to hear them, actually what they're saying as you're watching them perform. Because when you listen to it on MP3 or whatever, on your headphones, you're getting only kind of half of the experience, right? And when you get to see someone perform a song they wrote, the story they want to tell, and then they're, they're telling it in the way they that it was meant to be told. Mm-hmm. There's, there's that body language and that other element that you can pick on my, pick up on as well, which I think is, is an a incredibly unique thing about music. And that's one of the things I think I'm looking forward to the most, especially with this theme, because it's reminding us to really look at that. Not mm-hmm. just go there for the music, but listen, right? Listen to what the artist is actually saying and what kind of experiences they're drawing from to tell their story to you. Mm-hmm.
3: And I'll just jump in there because <clears throat> hearing what you said, I think uh, another interesting aspect of that three to five minute story is also putting it to a melody that's appealing. Because yeah. oftentimes when you hear mm-hmm. a song for the first time by an artist you've never heard of, you're, I think your first instinct is just, do I like this tune that I'm hearing as mm-hmm. opposed to what's the story? You yeah. know, like there could, be, there could be songs you've listened to your entire life that you know the <laughs> you you know the tune you could whistle it and you may not even know who it's by or what the title is but you, and and then you sometimes start singing the the lyrics and you go oh wow okay that's there's more to this than i first there's thought layers it. to
0: this yeah. yeah
3: so i think i think to be able to do that as well as be uh audibly appealing at the same time is as you say right it's obviously an incredible talent
0: it is but.
1: and so in the spirit of that and this theme i have a question for the three of you and okay. I haven't asked them yet, so this is on them as well. <laughs> We're all
0: off guard here. Um,
1: right. <laughs> and it's easy to ask because I already have my answer. So even <laughs> um, better. But one, what was the first song yeah. that you recall that you remember thinking, "Wow, I understand what this is telling me"? And if you can't come up with that, because I know it's an on-the-spot, uh, give me uh, a top, you know, couple or whatever song that comes to mind that really does hammer home an important story or Uh, a fun story or whatever uh, to you that jumps out in your head. And I'll go to whomever comes up with the answer first Uh, or an answer. I can
3: jump in with one, but Mm -hmm. it's not uh, earth shattering in the sense that what we're looking for this weekend are are important. I think you said the correct words, important stories to tell. But one song that always, always jumps out to me and I always listen. I love the song. I always listen to it. And I picture a story being told is Piano Man by Billy Joel. Mm Mm-hmm. I can see him sitting at a bar. I can see the people he's talking about, in in a way that I don't think any other song has ever painted a picture to me as clearly as when I listen to that song. And I know again, it's not an earth. Sh- There's no crazy message behind that song. But you asked mm-hmm. while you were even talking about a three to five minute story that was already in my head. I'm like Piano Man. I, it just, I just, I really, really. It's not even my favorite song of all time. It just, I can see, I can see the bar, the micro- microphone smelling like a beer. <laughs> what are you doing here? You know, and yeah. the guy that doesn't want to be working that thinks he can make it in Hollywood. All those people that you can picture. Yeah. With no relation to them whatsoever. It's not like we oh, I I know him cuz I've been there or whatever. It's just it's just cool. So that's my answer.
1: I like it. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. How about you too? You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go.
2: Um, I should have deferred to the guest. I, I think, come <laughs> no, on, what kind of fine. gentleman are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it might not be the first, but I think it's one like I had a really strong emotional reaction to. Isn't it funny like, how music can sometimes just hit you in a weird way? So it's uh, the tallest man on earth. It's called The Dreamer. So it's kind of a not like a mainstream song at all. But I just listen to it. Every time I listen to it, there's just one line. And I just could cry and it's just I don't know what the story like the story is for him but for me it just hits a chord about like we're all just traveling through life and it's like I'm just a dreamer I'm just a dreamer but I'm hanging on is the line and though I have nothing big to offer and it's just like I feel like we all have these big dreams in the world and we just think I don't know if I can do anything it was just such an interesting story that plays out and I we were talking to all these artists about what stories they need to tell And someone's like, one of the artists said, you know, you might get a completely different story out of what I was singing, but as long as there's some kind of takeaway, you Mm -hmm. felt something, that's all that matters to me. And of course that's different for everyone, but that was, that was his thing. He's like, as long as you felt something, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of neat how like stories are, are different to everyone.
1: Yeah. Depending on their lens, right? Their own perspectives. It's uh a and and music's amazing in that it can trigger just like you said, one line can trigger a what the hell kind of for me yeah. it'd be like, what is this?
2: What? <laughs> you know, yeah, and, the salty and, discharge. Yeah, because
1: because music can do that, right? Unexpectedly, yeah. out of nowhere. Matthew can, Good
3: Band, Apparitions. That one, for whatever reason, gets to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It makes
3: me it, that makes me sad. But I, I get, it. I don't know why. But yeah. That, I mean, that's a long time ago. That song, but something about the the tune, and that's yeah. where it's the tune more so than the words. <laughs> yeah. And it just... Does something to me. I love that song.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, that's, that's awesome. Daniel, I'll go with you before father, I say I
0: was just mine. about to say about the salty discharge comment, the father and <laughs> uh, father and son by Cat Stevens. Like oh, everything okay. And exactly. I think there's like a lot of shows or movies have had that moment. Oh, like Cat, Cats moment. in the
1: Cradle Cat, and the Silver Spoon, that one? Little,
0: Well, same artist, but same different artist? song. But okay. yeah, same kind of idea, though. Just a very folksy kind of song. But the one that kind of relates to what you're asking is, for me, um, Wheat Kings by The Tragically Hip. Outstanding. And, Beautiful. And, and it was one of those where I was starting to become a hip fan, I guess, in my later high school years. And I heard Wee Kings and just from just the slower paced tempo, very chill vibe. I just thought it was very, very much Canadian song, just like hanging out the cottage kind of song. And you get, you know, just the chill laid back vibe to it. But once you start going into the lyrics of what it's actually about and which I didn't learn to really look into about maybe a couple of years later, about David Milgard and probably the largest injustice in Canadian criminal history um, and, and just hearing like reading about that, that's when it puts into perspective, like how well they conveyed such a deep and um deep impactful story into a really good song too which still remains this is one of my favorite tragically hip songs ever
1: that's amazing it's funny because when taylor and i spoke for the first time and you mentioned what the theme was going to be the first song that jumped into my head relates to that and that it was story of the hurricane by bob dylan right yeah and that was that was a, a case that i had no idea i didn't know anything about it until i heard that song and i remember really liking the song and the more i listened i'm like wait a minute I mean, he's talking about something. Carter and Denzel
3: played him. Right? Yeah, Hurricane yes, Carter. Yeah. I and, swear uh, to God, when he was talking about Wheat Kings, that came in my head. You were blowing my mind. As did uh, another hip song, but thirty-eight years old, never kissed His a girl. girl. Yeah.
1: yeah, and but I remember that. Yeah, Hurricane. So that actually mm-hmm. got me to. I looked into the story of Hurricane Carter, and and then of course watched the movie and and got to know. And what mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is such an important song, right? He he came out with that as a mission. I need to tell this story mm-hmm. because the world needs to know about this injustice. Right. But for me, the first song. Uh, there were a couple, but when I was maybe grade one or two, I remember hearing. Uh, I think I was grade one or two. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Phil Collins, uh, "Another Day in Paradise." Yeah, good And song. I didn't know anything about homelessness or anything like that. Right, as a kid, I was fortunate to grow up in a family that had a had a house. And uh, I remember asking my mom about it. Like it really triggered a, a shift in my mind that there are people that are struggling or have issues that I don't, I didn't know. Right. And I think it was almost like a, like a lesson in empathy in a way, which for me at that age was obviously a very important lesson to learn. So that song, I remember I'll vividly remember the first time I heard it, which is weird. And that it stuck with me ever. Like if I see somebody, you know, struggling today, that song jumps in my head. And especially, and I pulled up the lyrics just so I remembered it (laughs) properly. But it starts with like, she calls out to a man on the streets or can you help me? Right. I've, I've got, it's cold and I have nowhere to sleep. Is there somewhere you can tell me? And he walks on and doesn't look back, pretends he can't hear her, starts to whistle. He's across the street, seems embarrassed to be there. And I remember thinking, holy shit, right? Cause she's struggling and yeah, he's embarrassed. Her struggles have made him feel embarrassed instead of him to actually do something about it, right? Or even to just talk to her like another human being. So that song jumps into my head every time that I see somebody, and it's amazing the impact that one's, you know, Phil Collins, he doesn't know who I am, right? And I'm sure that song impacted a lot of people. And that shows the importance of an artist's role when they're writing a meaningful story into a song, I think, because it can actually stick with people for a long time. That might be too heavy, (laughs) but I find find that that's something that's uh, impressive to me about the ability to write a great song.
3: Let's take it one step further. This podcast and the theme coming up about stories need mm-hmm. to be told. You just told a story. I guarantee the three of us, next time we hear that song, are going to have a, a tough time not to think of this conversation and how it impacted you. I guarantee you're going to hear that song we'll probably sooner than yes. you think.
1: Yeah. On the it probably will come up on the it way will. For some it weird will. reason, yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and we'll think about this conversation. And I think that is really cool. The ripple effect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for your, for this festival, I know like last year they did the same thing, get some interviews, get some artists take. Are there any quotes that jump out at you from when you did that for this year's
0: festival?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, so we did it, we did an artist survey where we asked them what story do you need to tell? Um, and they were all so incredibly diverse, um, and unique to people's experience. So one that stuck out to me, um, always is Valerie Akume. She said she was talking about she she's um, of African heritage. And she was like, we need to look at African culture in a more more than just slavery is what she said. Um, let me just read the quote that's here so then I can get it right for you. It was beautifully put concerning African history. People only remember slavery or even colonization. Africa is a part of humanity's history and it's time to acknowledge that. I think her her songs are so rich in Africa's history um, and everything that it has to offer or even joyful, joyful. Their music is like is interesting. If you ever have a chance to look at it, it's very interesting. All people are in, inextricably linked to one another. The impulse to exclude the other is always based in falsehood. The story we are hoping for. It's the story we're all trying to tell. Um And I think the one that really stuck out to me, because I'm the only girl here in this podcast today, was uh, El Coyote, who said, to say the music industry is male-dominated is an understatement. You could fill an ocean with the stories that need to be told, which is interesting because I don't think about it that way. And that's so unique to their perspective, (laughs) I think.
1: That's a very valid point, too. Absolutely. I mean, there's been so many great stories told, but there should have been so many more. And I Mm -hmm. think there needs to be a lot more, which is good. That's a good quote. I like that.
0: Do you think? That, do you find there's more of an appetite to hear that sort of thing? Because a lot of the music that's you know that dominates the airwaves is um, doesn't have the most substance necessarily compared to some of the artists you were just mentioning too. Mm. Does there have to be more of a focus uh, maybe a shift, or can there be a shift? Do you think in modern music?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think music has a great ability to speak to people and to cause change and to move people um, to get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, And if it does have a little bit more substance than just, you know, just standard love or just something basic, we can learn something from music, I think. And I think a lot of these artists stand for that. When we did like a one-on-one interview, she's like this um, Bird City. She said, you know, this trope of people talking about their feelings and not being honest and not being true and not being vulnerable. I think that's done. Like she's like, that doesn't interest me anymore. Which I thought was interesting. I wanna like get depth. I wanna learn about people. And I think everyone does. Everyone's curious. That's why we all dive into stories. When someone tells a story, we're all like all ears. Someone tells you a fact, you're like, oh, whatever. Someone I think that's it. the
0: thing that stood out to me the most. Uh, uh, even with your interviews with the bands last year, you didn't really get that pretentiousness. Everyone was willing to essentially tell you their story. Uh, I'm looking at you, Frank, and uh, and this one specifically too. Like they didn't hesitate to open up and really share, you know, what uh, went behind, you know, the story behind their careers and becoming su- successful too, and what really drives them too to be a band and make it a, make a real go of it. And that was kind of
3: the cool part is, you know, some of our Inexperience experience aside, when we sat down and turned the mics on for a couple of, it just became just people talking as much as we thought we had these questions ready and that's, that's that was what the neat part was exactly that organic. Hey, we're just, we're just communicating with another human being, not the person that just finished five songs and, and or whatever, you know, it's easy to, to kind of get caught up, say, well, I'm talking to a real artist here and that's, that's great. They, they deserve their, you know, respect and everything, but I really appreciate the fact that just people people talking and and whether it was important or not i mean i remember with with cadence weapon yeah talking about the 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 trade had just happened and i know we're just about to remember we were we were
1: all against it at that in that in that interview it hadn't there was rumors
3: oh okay i I thought it it had happened because i remember us we we had recorded an episode about a prog you know gnostic of what the season was going to be we had to scrap it yeah. Because then the train went through.
1: That was that was afterwards. I, yeah, it was funny because all I said to him was, okay, so the, apparently there's a rumor happening and he lost it. He's like, I can't take it. <laughs> he he knew, right? Yeah. 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 And so it's funny how it all turned out, <laughs> given and then we what we just him, watched today.
3: And then we watched him. Yeah. And then look at full circle what's yeah. happened. But then we watched him perform that night. And I'll be honest, I enjoyed his performance even more because I got a chance to to talk to him and just kind of see like, oh, he, you know, he's, he's just a regular person. But then... Look what look what he's able to do. Something I'll net, like...
1: He finds that picture. gear, right? There's just this ability that comes Up out. On it's stage, amazing.
3: Connecting with people. People are just as in sync as he has listened to everything he has to say to a beat. Yeah, man. It's so cool. And mm-hmm. hearing
0: those kind of conversations taking place, I think that's a feather in the cap for Hillside for as long as it's been around nearly 40 years now too. And and how it draws big name artists and still maintains that you know small town vibe, if you will, small yeah. festival vibe. Even though it's it's historic, um, it is, this doesn't compare to in terms of the size. Of uh, some of the bigger outdoor festivals, which may draw a bigger name artists and a lot more followers and a lot larger crowds, but you don't get the substance nearly as much as you do by attending Hillside.
2: Yeah, that's so that's so true. And you're saying that you can you you go and speak to these artists and you feel like you get to know them. You don't you don't get that at another another festival. You don't it's get
0: essentially them. they go up through they do their act and that's it. Right? Yeah,
2: you don't you don't get that at Coachella. <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> yeah. the one I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like
2: you don't get that that vibe of Hillside. Anywhere else, like you get other stuff at Hillside that you can't get at Coachella, and then Coachella is missing just that that connection. Like I feel like you might just feel like a, a, a like you're an island on Coachella, just being yourself, just kind of getting the Instagram moment and yeah. then leaving. <laughs>
1: yeah. Talk about substance or lack mm-hmm. thereof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: And then at Hillside, you're getting a full experience where you're up close with the artist you might even see them like walking around the island
1: you do i was just gonna say that it was funny because we uh we did a, an interview with annie sumi last year and mm-hmm. uh, it was good to watch her perform because she's very she gives everything she's got into her performance watch that went backstage uh ended up back in front of the main stage and then look over and she's just hanging out you know enjoying whomever was was performing at that point point. and the odd person would come up to her and you know just talk briefly but Again, just milling about, no shoes on, of course. And and, and I you know, I saw the same with Cadence Weapon walking around, carrying his own bags. He didn't have it.
0: That's
1: awesome. (laughs) That was that was cool. But like, you know, the artists are just amongst the crowd as well. And I think a lot of them show up to listen to those stories too, right? They want to I think artists have a better appreciation of or maybe not better, but maybe more honed or more focused on the ability to appreciate somebody else's attempt to explain their story. Because they're doing the same thing. So it's an interesting it's interesting to see artists appreciate other artists and, not and to mention, see it in real time. It's pure, Yeah,
0: right? Absolutely. And it's cool to see how much the festival is intertwined with the fabric of the city of Guelph, whereas you mentioned Coachella. It seems like California just a spot that hosts a music festival versus yeah. really being ingrained with it, right? So how, how much is that part of the mandate with Hillside every year to really incorporate the city of Guelph, uh, Canadiana in general, too? Obviously, it's huge.
2: Yeah, of course. Like, I think... That the Guelph the Guelph community just hones in on Hillside, and I I don't even know how it happens. I feel like I blinked, and then Guelph is just there. Like, hey, we're here to help you out. We're we're so excited. That's awesome. My first day on the job, we went to a place. I got a milkshake. Why not, right? And they say. Oh, you're with Hillside? We were just talking about that. We're so excited. People get so not mad, but they get so annoyed when it's Hillside weekend because everyone in the city is just gone. Everyone's at <laughs> Hillside. Like all the all the business owners are at Hillside. All all the people are at Hillside. And if you're not at Hillside, you're like, where where everyone go? Right. But I think it's it's bigger than just Guelph. Like people are coming from Toronto. From I saw people were from coming from Montreal. Um, even yet today, I was looking over all our ticket sales. And we've got people coming from New Zealand, like that's exciting. People okay. people come once, they keep coming back.
0: And how are ticket sales looking this year?
2: They're good, they're good, I'm excited. Like it's, it's gonna be a nice crowd on our island. Um, we just hit like the halfway mark, so we're like one month out nice. until the festival, which is crazy to think. Um, and so we just had our price bump in ticket sales. So if you want to get a ticket, get them now. You missed the early
3: bird. I tell missed the tell, tell everybody where.
2: You can get them at, um, so you go on our website, hillsidefestival.ca, um, and there'll be a button right there that says buy your tickets. It'll take you to the Eventbrite page really seamless my parents are not techie. and they were like that was so easy like they they called and they told me that it was easy to get their tickets so
0: well before i get these two guys uh, final thoughts uh it was maybe some special merch this year we we asked this question i think last year mm-hmm. buttons are always a huge hit i think and yeah. maybe frisbees is a pretty much status quo for this year the hot uh, hot ticket items
2: yeah so merch like hillside merch we've got I've been swamped in Hillside merch, (laughs) thinking about what colors, shirts, sweaters, hats. Yeah. If you're a faithful Hillsider or if it's your first time coming out, make sure you get your Hillside merch and you can show off like I had a great weekend at Hillside or your great day, whatever you're coming down for. Yeah.
0: I like that term hillsider. I think you guys should be considered Hillsiders now officially too. Yep.
2: Yeah. I hope so. Last year was so fun.
1: And I love how it's a verb too, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it.
1: It's great.
2: Yeah, like how how do you hillside?
1: Yeah, happy hillside. Happy hillside.
2: Mm -hmm. That's my phrase. And an email with happy hillside. (laughs) There's your hashtag.
0: I think for the weekend, right there. I think so. I
1: think
2: so.
0: Well, uh, this has been a great discussion here and really just uh, a great chat about uh, what's going to be a fantastic weekend. Again, July 12th to the 14th in the City of Guelph. Uh, Make sure to visit the website. At
2: hillsidefestival.ca.
0: Perfect. And uh, unfortunately, those uh, early bird tickets are no longer available. But Mm -hmm. still, you can get tickets uh, and passes, I think, for the whole weekend, correct?
2: Yeah. So you can get them right now online. But if you're a last-minute Sally, that's okay. You can get them at the gate that's not a problem we'll have tickets there for you
0: that's the voice of taylor chilepka she's the marketing coordinator for the hillside festival thank you so much for joining us uh, for the premiere episode of season three of the bar oh. 89 podcast
2: so exciting thank you for having me
0: and alongside stephen frank and ryan carmichael and dan polishik thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you at hillside